Hey everybody, it's time for the Off the Dashers podcast. My name's Jim McBride. I'm Matthew Engel. And I'm Matt Soffel. Hey! Everybody's, uh, he's, everybody's, um, we're all here, and guess what? This is the second episode in a row. We haven't done two episodes in a row in March. Shit, yeah. <laughs> it's been March. It's been, a, it's yeah. been a hot minute to get back-to-back episodes. Um, so there's, there's been some hockey, uh, just a little bit. Hell yeah, there has. The, uh, Hell yeah. The bubble, uh, seems to be working. They're testing. I, there's no think- positive cases. Everything's working the way they expect it to work it's it's going the right way they yeah, did I mean, it right for once yeah you can't yeah. i mean hockey management hasn't always been the best or doing things the right way or the brightest but damn if they're not killing it this time i mean yes, i mean so we get we it. get to see we get to see hockey without like worrying about any of the players getting sick i'm i'm generally not concerned that the I think they've got a pretty good lockdown system, right? So they like, do. I'm not worried about the safety of the players. I think we get to see really good hockey. They get it through quickly, and and like it's not the shit show that it is the MLB or uh, what the NFL is going to turn out to be like. I yeah, think. the NFL looks like it's going to be like. Shit. Oh my god, the NFL is going to be bad. You can't. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not. You're not going to be able to do it. You like yeah. the NHL. Um, they they bubble. They're in the bubble. Um, they basically have. If you are listening to this podcast, and you don't like hockey. Thanks. Um, but you. Thanks for listening anyway. We don't know <laughs> why you're here, but thank there's you. Basically, basically in Toronto and in Edmonton, um, the West is in Edmonton, the East is in Toronto. They've been testing them daily, not weekly or every few days. Daily, all members of the clubs, fifty-two. Uh, Members traveling party, including players, uh, have been tested daily. Uh, this period from testing, August 2nd through August 8th, brings the grand total of tests administered to 7,245 tests with zero positive results. Zero. That's awesome. Amazing. That's, that's a so, great number. It's, it's, you, it, you can't get any, any better, any better no. than that. You just can't. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a bubble, and that's exactly what it's it. It takes a certain amount of, I don't know. You see, you don't see always see the the best professionalism inside of other professional sports. You you see a lot of issues, and for as beige and fucking bland as the NHL can be, like Bro. they've got a lot of their shit on lock. Do you know what I mean? Like like, I don't know. I'm just happy that it's working out and it's working well. It's, it I, lo- I love work. the description. It's beige. It's just, uh, it's, it is. It's, how many it's times? The o- it's the oatmeal of, of breakfast. How many times have they fucked it up? You know, sometimes they take giant swings, like with the uh, the Guardian project that they had, with the comic book crossover thing. They took yeah. huge swings, and it was terrible because it never really felt like it was all the way ready. Like they were like, "We should do something with comics," and they're like, "Yeah, just make one up for every team, and we'll just we'll make these things." And they poured buckets of money in, and without somebody going like, "Hey," they got that Marvel. They got that Marvel tie-in, I think, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. failed. It failed miserably. The Guardian Project failed miserably. But it's they tend to they tend to do that. They go like, we can do this, and then they they say it, and then when somebody goes, okay, show me, they go, ah, fuck. Hold up, me guys. Look. Uh, I didn't really think this through all the way. Yeah, here's the tracking for this, and it doesn't work, and they don't know what to do, and there's not much you can really 
help for it. But this, they took their time, and everybody, I, I'm, I will fully admit that when they were doing stuff with the bubble, pre to getting to the bubble, there was people getting, like, they shut down all of Tampa's stuff. They had some other players test from some other teams. And I think the NHL basically, the NHL and the Players Association went to those players and to those owners and said, listen, if you want a chance at the Stanley Cup, knock it the fuck off. Tighten everything Start up. doing everything right, yeah. Do it the right way, and then when we get to the bubble, everything's going to stay this way. You're there until you're eliminated. Once you're eliminated, you can leave, because I'm assuming that's what's going on. Yep, 100%. Um, that is exactly what's going on. So, you know, I know you have a family. They can't come. We need you. We don't need you and your girlfriend, or you and your your best friend. None of that shit. Baby. None of your I don't care about your fucking kids. You, and that's it. That's what you're getting paid to do here. Like that's yeah, so, the reality that's, of it. That's what they did, and it's one of the things that there was discussion saying, like, "Oh, well, it's not going to be the same." It, there's always going to be the asterisk next to it because it looks and feels the same. Yes. I'm just throwing it out there, and it's we're not even technically into playoff hockey yet. The yep. first playoff game hasn't even played yet. Wow. So, Tomorrow, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the look and feel of this feels like playoff hockey i know the fans aren't there i know that there's too many games in a row i know there's you know what i mean there's a lot of shit going on but like to say that this isn't playoff hockey or doesn't look like playoff hockey we're not even there yet well they're trying to condense it and squeeze it in they basically they they want to have the stanley cup finals start september 22nd so a month from month and a half from now you're going to have perfect every other day games like you are going to that is going to happen and it's going to be good every It's it's condensed playoff hockey. Um, I think it as the rounds go on, um, the ice conditions will improve because that's the one thing that they did talk a lot of because it's humid because it's fucking August, and yeah. they're trying to play hockey in the summertime. And what it seems is teams that are real early, the ice didn't seem as chippy, but midday or in the or later in the afternoon because that ice gets tired. I know it does. It's, it's, you can it's only, a weird you can thing to only say. redo it so many times before it really needs time to recover. Yep, it needs time to rest. And they're doing, heal. I think, yeah, they're doing as, as good of a job as they can. And, and obviously that'll get better when it comes down to thing. I don't, did they announce where the Stanley Cups are going to be? Stanley Cups. Where the, the Stanley Cups are going to be? Yeah. I think they said it was going to be in Toronto. That's good. It would make sense to do it in Toronto. Oh, uh, the Flyers from are a, locked from, in because well, they're a, not from leaving. A time from a... From from yeah. a, from a uh, a broadcasting standpoint, it yeah. makes sense yeah. to do it in Toronto. Yeah. Well, they're not. They're they're going to. Uh, they don't have to travel into another uh, time zone. So the Flyers are locked to win the Stanley Cup. Boys, wrap it up. We don't even need to do a podcast no more. Woo! What are we doing? Right. <laughs> I mean, well, I hate to say it, but there is, but there is something to be said about this whole not moving thing. There are teams that play really well on the road. There are we teams do that play really well at home. Bad. The Flyers are settling in here, it feels like, and it yeah. doesn't feel like there's an advantage one way or another. Which I well, think the, Car- the Carter Hart, the Carter Hart question, right? Carter Hart on the road versus Carter Hart at home is or two different a, Carter Hearts. Two different Carter Hearts, right? Sure. And and that reflects that reflects the rest of our team. The rest of our team away from home is not the same team if Carter that is, Hart can't that is at play, home. The other team, the, you know, I mean, our team isn't playing. Like That's the yeah. big thing. Is Carter Hart playing right now? Yes. Is there a home ice advantage? Not for either team. So like there's this, sort there's of. Technically. technically, technically. <laughs> yeah, the Flyers technically have home ice advantage against Montreal for round one. Yeah. Technically. 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 What does that equate to exactly? Uh, mm. Bench 
Uh, the last, the, uh, profit. Profit. <laughs> the la I mean, oh, no, like the last change kind of thing. You know what I mean? That, that it is. Kind it's of like last where, change. Where, where the, the benches are. That, that's yep. that's the advantage. Daughters. So, I mean, yes, there is there is a certain advantage, I guess. But I, I'm again, I'm just looking at it from being in the bubble in the same place for this long. You start to get comfortable playing in a specific place, to specific way, especially for goalies. That and seems for goalies to be very like Carter important. Hart. Goalies like Carter Hart. <laughs> I yeah. think you're. I think you're going to see an improvement. And if you want to talk about having an asterisk, that's the asterisk. Is is that you know what I mean? Man, is that there is you don't no need. You know, there doesn't need to be an asterisk. There's no, there wasn't an asterisk in twenty. What was it? Twenty fourteen. There's no asterisk for the the lockout. There's no asterisk. You don't asterisk. There's the if no, your name's on the. Cup, I'm just. I'm just saying it. though. I'm. I'm just saying. If we're going it's, to talk about there being any kind of anything, this is a completely different situation. That's sour, I, that's sour grapes from teams that couldn't make it past the fucking qualifying rounds to get into. But you have to remember that's playoffs. literally everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's half the league. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, that's, when, that's tough shit if your name doesn't get on the cup, but doesn't get on the cup. We that's, talked that's about it. that. We talked about that before with the bubble teams. Wait, like before they actually had a bubble and they were trying to figure out the, like what do, what do you do? Do you just hard chop the the standings as they are and right now and say, and just say fuck that's you. What you yeah. And then they didn't. And they're like, oh, well, they could do 20. And they're like, no. So they, they went with 24 and they hard chopped it at 24. That's most of the league had, a, you chance. had a chance. You had a chance. You had a chance to prove it. Teams uh, like Montreal proved it. Teams like Chicago proved it. Like, that's the kind of thing. It's it's like you want to see these underdogs and then heavy, play. Yeah, heavy hitters. Like, as, as much as I like to shit on the Penguins, they're a heavy hitting team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They 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 have talent coming out of the pockets. They, had they, don't, no they don't know what the fuck to do. To lose to Montreal, no reason to lose Montreal, and they still did. Even look at Boston. Boston's the best team. They were the best. How many They're round deep. robin games did they win? So fucking Not deep. Zero. How many? They didn't zero. Even win their Nothing. first game. They didn't win their first game. That wasn't no. a round robin game. They They're zero and four in yeah. the bubble. Yep. And oh. all the and uh, as much as like the, the Flyers through because. <clears throat> There's this is this is going to be a biased thing, and I'm going to homer the fuck out of it. The Flyers always seem to be listed as the underdog. Nobody seems to ever give them credit until something happens where they go, "Look at this Carter Hart guy. He's pretty good." Hey, like the during the whole bubble, the only thing I think Milbury had positive written down that he had to say because the Flyers didn't really fuck up was, "Hey, this Carter Hart kid, he's pretty good. He's the future goaltending." They finally solved the goaltending issue. Hey. Matt Niskanen was a really good pickup for them during when they traded away Gudis. Hey, Hayes is a really good signing. You know, they were upset first, but he's turned out to be really, really good. And then that's all they could really say. And he just repeated it Nothing good to say about anybody else, yeah. Like, it was just like the parts of the Flyers that weren't there previously are now okay because, you know, good job it figuring was, it out. Like It was strange. <laughs> and I do, there's something, something sits with me and I go like, ooh, yeah, I love I love you fuckers not thinking not thinking they're coming because everybody's like, oh, Claude Giroux is getting old. Da, 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 or Like the only one who really gets a lot of recognition is Carter Hart because he's a wizard. Um, and Sean Couturier has climbed that ladder. Travis Konechny gets some stuff. Um, yeah. And you hear it from other you hear it from other players in the league and you hear it every once in a while from other fans, but they're, they're the two biggest guns are always Couturier and... I Giroux, uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, oh, I okay. feel like I feel like Coots has really taken the like Bergeron like mantle. Like I wouldn't say that he's taken it from him because I don't. I wouldn't that's necessarily. Hard. That's, that's hard. Yeah, that's, Bergeron, that's a hard. Bergeron's still playing at that level. Right. It's, it's right. the thing. It's not a mantle being passed. It's a mantle being taken, and it's not been. 
yeah, take but it. but in terms of what what kind of player is he? What's his equivalency within the league? Bergeron. It's Bergeron. Yeah, it's Bergeron. <laughs> it, it, so the rest of the league's starting to realize that and starting to look and go. Yeah, they're going. Hey, wait, this, guy's, wait a this guy's fucking good, and he's paid pennies on the dollar. Right. He, yeah, he's as far as Flyers contracts go, he's making four point three, which is his. <laughs> so stupid. His, he could make triple that essentially. <laughs> he could, and in um twenty two twenty three, he's he will going to get paid basically because <laughs> Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier are up at the same exact year. They both have two so years. You take left. a little. You take a little top to top from Giroux. You add a little on the top to Couturier, and you hope that JVR kicks the bucket. I don't know. <laughs> goes to I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's I don't know what we're gonna hope he's happens gone. there, but he's gonna have to go somewhere and, and soon. So I know we yeah. were talking about that in our yeah. our little group chat. Um, that they're pretty much if you're with the expansion for the uh, for Seattle, um, the two options are JVR or Ghost. There's, unless you convince them to take like a Michael Roffel. Yeah. Well, or, uh, Scott yeah, Lawton's like... going to be probably be exposed, but I think that the organization will do something to be able to keep him. I, I think that you work at it. You work out a deal because he is a guy just like, such yeah. a versatile yeah. middle six up down type of guy because he can play up and down. You know what I mean? He has a skill set now that he's kind of like, he's got his defensive game in check. He's kind of almost done what Katuri has done. It's just taken him exponentially longer where he's got his defensive game in check. And now well, that his defensive game is in check. He feels okay to make offensive plays. Like I, that's, I think what, I, second yeah, I think what happened was they sat everybody down and, or they settled everybody down and they go like, Hey, Claude Giroux doesn't need to be the guy who scores all the goals. We have, you know, um, we have Borchek or Konechny or, at the time, Limblom. And they go, Couturier, Drew doesn't need to be the number one center. He taught Couturier how to get better at face-offs. So yeah. the Flyers have two lethal face-off guys. Two. Yeah. Most teams yep. have one if they're lucky. Flyers have two. So they can, they can also... They have enough pieces that Scott Lawton at the third center doesn't need to be the lights-out guy. If he needs to, they can have Couturier come out, take the face off, and then scoot off and switch out for Lawton straight away. Um, and it, it's we've we've said this before about Raffle. Raffle's one of the guys he can play on your first line. He's not going to improve it, but he's not going to ruin it. Yeah, and Scott, he'll Lawton's, be there to make a pass. Like he'll be there to receive a pass. He'll be yeah. onside. He'll be, you know what I mean? Like those types of things are what you can depend on him. What for. is going on with that? You got a fan on there, buddy? Who? Me? Man. He did. He had to turn it off. <laughs> He's got AC or fan or something. Um, the uh, with Raffle because he can play up and down. Scott Lawton, they were trying to do that for a while, but I think they were they would basically. Under uh, Hackstall, he's a fourth line guy, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Hey, go play with Jake and Drew and figure yeah. the fuck out." Yeah, and got was... no, and got no time to figure that out. Like he's just like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> yeah, it's it's just unfortunate that it's taken this long, but I'm glad he's 26. He's not that old, right? He's Do still I see got him? good years under his belt, but he's yeah, not he's... even blowing the doors off the league. No, wasn't March March is so like that? Like he March didn't show? really start. Yeah, I can't say. Yeah, his well, he, he I mean, started he peaking up. in his late twenties, right? Yeah, he mm -hmm. blew up when he went. You know what I mean? He had like one good year in uh, in Florida, and then like got you know what I mean? Went essentially got 
forced to be taken to the Knights and like has been has been great for them. I'm like, pretty sure he was great. one of the like you take Marsha show and we'll give you two a pick, picks or whatever yeah. it was. I forget I forget what the deal was. Like they they were just like we can't so we don't we don't think we can trust him to say it'd be good. So no. but given more responsibility and given those top line minutes with a pair that he was able to gel with, look at you know what I mean? He's he he's, fucking he's, exploded. Yeah. <laughs> so We've, I've said this a bunch over the last month. Really over the last um before the break and in now uh the flyers had have coaching and they have confidence and that's the scariest thing because you don't they don't have to rely on drew to score the goals or jake to score the goals or jvr to come in and be a, a 40 goal scorer they don't need that you can have you know three guys who score 20 goals and three guys who score 15 goals everybody and... can be pretty mediocre when no one is bad kind of a yeah. thing like you know what i mean and that was that's actually the way that the Knights played and the way they played themselves to a final was mm-hmm. essentially it was a spread, diverse group that was all rolling together and playing weather together well, and everybody was contributing. That was the whole thing. Is it's like if guess what? If you have Drew and Couturier on the first line being marked by you know you know first pairing defensemen and first line you know, like like guys that are that are that are just out there to to cripple them let them be crippled because guess what the second third and fourth line are all Travis, coming at you Travis that's connecting right there exactly you look at that second line you look at hayes and you look at connecting and you look at whoever's whoever they have playing with them you know what i mean whether it's, Lund, whether it's whether it's knack whether yeah, any of those guys right whoever they're putting on that line right they're they're putting numbers up because their passing is amazing. And guess what? They could almost be a first line. That's the problem. And then you look at the third line. The third line could be a second line. You look at the fourth line. The fourth line could probably also be like a borderline bad second line. Like, like it's the way that they're performing right now. No one is. Everybody is rolling. And you can look at the defense and you can say the same thing. You have a very good first pair with you know with Provorov and Niskanen. They're they're just. They're, they've been lights out and then you look at that second pair and you're like "Ooh, man sandheim he's scoring goals and he's doing all his shit it's it's everybody is contributing and Ooh. there is depth it's there's so much depth it's it's oh. so there's so much depth because it's like when you're when you're looking and you have like Shane Gossespierre is like a seventh defenseman. Yeah, like are like, like, here's, like here's, what the yeah. fuck is that? <laughs> are you gonna? Am I gonna sit? Am I gonna sit Shane Gossespierre? Am I gonna sit Robert Hag? And, yeah. and you're like, really? Is our organization? That's a question. And, it, and, we, and it's like, it's like Robert Hag's actually having bad. It's like, why? Why? What is going on here? But to have that seventh defenseman like that, and it's like, okay, like, if you wait, so, like listen, holy shit. Yeah, it's the Flyers are a really deep team, and I was talking, I was talking to my wife about this. I go, if if your your last guy is is uh, Ghost, remember remember four years ago when they were like, yo, this we got the Flyers signed this guy, uh, Sam Moran, bro, he's like Pronger two, like even if he's only a third of what Pronger does, he's going to be he's fucking huge. It's going to be amazing, and then they also picked right. up this kid. Uh, and we nobody could fucking say his name, and they said just call him Ghost. And then the Flyers fans got to watch him in the Final Four in their home stadium, and they and went, he, and he "Hey, killed it. he killed it!" 
That's our guy too, bro. The Flyers have a pronger teaming in pair. It's going to go crazy. They're it's this is perfect. They're never going to have an issue. And all of a sudden, this kid Provorov kind of rolled into the Flyers' lap, and they went, "Well, wait a minute. This guy's better than Ghost and Moran. Are you crazy, dude? The Flyers got three defensemen. They're locked up. They're locked up. We don't need any more. And then this kid Phil Myers was like, "Hey, literally, fella, you want to talk about falling into your lap? <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? Oh, he was over in the draft, right? Like, I think the was it the Flames that invited him to their their training camp and they passed on? Yeah, him? in Calgary. Yeah. He went because yeah. he, he played for the Hitmen in Calgary, and they're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, come out to camp." And they're like, "Eh, you're not good." But like the Flyer Scouts <laughs> that were in Calgary, were like, "Hey, how about you come to our camp?" Wait and and then they pulled him in. They signed him, and he Undrafted. played the fan. Yeah, exactly. And they did the same thing because this isn't even. That's not even funny because Zamula. The, it's the same, same fucking, fucking thing. thing. The same thing happened. Played for the Hitmen, went undrafted. Came, because he was he was like not like he just didn't he got hurt or something and just went undrafted. Yeah, he had some trouble. Got invited to Flames training camp. Didn't impress there, but they were just like, You're probably still hurt. Why don't you come to Flyers training camp? Came to Flyers training camp, got signed. Like and he came and he played in the exhibition game against the Pens. And yeah, he was a little rough around the edges, but a big man later. was using his body, has, <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't look out of place. He simplified, his game was played simply and he played it well. And that's the big thing is all you want to see is a guy that come in, play simple, play well, and then start to get confident to be able to, you know what I mean? To be able to do the little things a little bit better. It's, it's huge. And then, you know, I'm not trying to discredit Sanheim, but Sanheim is, you know, they, they picked him and everybody's like, ah, the Sanheim kid. I hope he turns out to be a good defenseman. Uh, Robert Haig, they're like, ah, you know, he's he's a second-round guy, but it might work out. And they've slowly built up to being what they are. And then the the first crop of guys came up, those first crop being um, Sanheim um, and Haig. They're like, these guys are working out. And then there was some fuckery with Hackstall. And then... Uh, Phil Myers finally climbed up, and they were like, "Hey, this Myers kid's pretty good. You know, this Zamula kid's pretty good. Mark Friedman's—he's a little older, but he's—he's he's not bad. I'm not mad at him." And they kept—they kept showing you these guys, and everybody's going like, "Hey, if—if if these guys can get their shit together, the Flyers are going to be—you know—just stacked stacked. with young talent. Stupid stacked." And that's before you start looking, you know, you start scooping up forward players like yeah. Farabee, Frost, Kubel, who was waived at the beginning of the year and 30 other teams passed on him. And now he's, you know, he's got that big dick energy. <laughs> Isaac, Rack- Isaac Ratcliffe, who I forget. Yeah, Ratcliffe stuff in the system all the time. There's so many people that like, our team is so deep that I forget there are people that play for us. Like, because there are it, so it many good oh, depth players. It's like, it's dumb. <laughs> It happens. You, know, you look at even even down in goalie, you have Alex Lyon, who at this point is a meh, but Ustamenko looks pretty solid. Yep. Ustamenko uh, looks sa- like sa- he could. Sa- uh, you have, you have the, uh, the Sandman. You Sandstrom, have, you have yeah. Sandstrom, too. Sand, I, think he's that, knocking, that. I think he's knocking on the AHL door. Oh, uh, right he now. is, for sure. So, I mean, Adderall it's, it's going really good in the, in the uh, KHL, too. Yeah. Like, and he's huge. Do you know he's like six? He's like six foot eight. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at it the other day. I'm looking at it the other day. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a big boy. But yeah, but it's crazy. It's crazy to have depth. It is. The Flyers have 17 head coaches as, as their head coach. Yeah, 
three thousand, almost three thousand. They they said it on the on the broadcast the other day. Something between all three of them, it's like twenty eight or twenty or almost twenty nine hundred games they have between all of them. Like as a head coach, not as not as not as just coaching. Yeah, not on the bench. Each of them, head coach. Yeah, head coach. You have three thousand games nearly of of head coaching experience on the bench. Remember when just the head coach. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of the season, we were like, "Bro, they hired Michelle Terrian. He's going to cause problems. He's the he's done this. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like that." They go, "Bro, they picked amazing. up Mike Yo. Mike Yo does this. He does that. He doesn't get gel with these he's players." A dickhead. Yeah, no, no, he's great. He's, uh, <laughs> the, both of them have filled their roles amazingly. Like I, I, I <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Like, I really it, it's want a their team. It's a dream I, team. I really want the Flyers slogan this year for the playoffs instead of because I think it's uh, anytime, anywhere is what they're going to run with the whole time. Um, what they should it should just say sit down, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> beginning of the year they were like this Carter Hart kid might not work out. I can't believe they signed Brian Elliott. He's washed up. I can't believe they traded Radko Gudis for washed up Niskanen. I can't believe they overpaid for Hayes. I can't believe that they're giving fucking Joel Farabee a shot. And Chuck Fletcher kid. is up for fucking GM of the year. And this yeah, is Chuck Fletcher like... wasted his picks. He traded for Tyler Pitlick. Who the fuck is Tyler Pitlick? Jake or yeah. Nate Thompson? These are <laughs> AHL guys. Thompson, Pitlick, and Grant were supposed to be AHL guys. And they're tearing it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I want to see the advancement. Sam, that they're, you know that there's you know there's something that they're doing that's underlying that they're they're looking at for these guys. And I, I want to know what it is. Um, there's somehow they're being able to pull gold from a pile of they're, they're pull, well, the scouts I mean, and, and, are doing a phenomenal yeah. job. And as much as Hextall built the framework and built most of the first two levels. The you scouts gotta are there. You got to put it in motion. You got to put it in fucking The scouts motion. are there putting it in motion. And they basically, uh, Fletcher scooped out all the fat and said, fuck off, and dropped in a coaching staff. They He's like, let the kids play and let them figure it out. They, they got to adjust to his style. He Here's thinks that Elaine Vigneault the matches his style, and he did it. Drove me nuts. It drove me nuts with the kids with not letting them play because you had so many of them. And if like if you were ever going to be in a rebuild and you said, okay, this kid's not going to pan out, you have another one there in line to, you know what I mean, to like push in. Like let them There's a lot it of out. homegrown talent. There's a lot. There's so much. It's like, okay, Planet you're on not the working farm, out man. right now. Go back. Figure your shit out. Come back up later. We're going to put somebody else in. Like there were so many people to swap out that having one or two kids on the roster was never going to be a detriment. Nope. Like, and that's what drove me nuts about Hextall because it's like they're like, no, no, we gotta wait, we gotta wait, we gotta no, wait, and it's can. like you overbake these kids. I think he was waiting because if if the rumors are to be true that Hextall um, really helped pick the the thing, and Hextall kept saying, uh, Dave. Just you gotta give Myers another year. You gotta give Limblom another year. You gotta play Kubel one more year. Couturier's doing wonders, but Scott Lawton's kind of a rough tumble guy. He's the he's a Flyers you know player. And I think Elaine Vigneault saw all these guys and was like, "Hey, Sean Couturier skates a 200 game. Kevin Hayes is a perfect 200 game player. Claude Giroux is a 200 foot player. Scott Lawton 200 foot player." And that's what I think. That's really what changed. 
because even even JVR for as not being a two hundred foot player, because I still I still don't think JVR is a two hundred foot player. He, he has He's become not. more defensively responsible to a certain extent. Yeah. He's about one hundred and seventy five feet. But that's better than yeah. hundred feet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Even even Jake, I think I think Jake's in that same window. Like you, it's the first well, yeah, three Jake is, is not Jake is not a defensively minded player. No, yep. no. And but but has don't. he been better? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. And that's that's, that's one the of the things. The that's one of the things that were going into the going into the NHL pause. The Flyers were the hottest team in the NHL. They were all over it. Um, and then when the round robin play happened, they played Pittsburgh first and beat up on Pittsburgh, which is nice. It's every Flyers okay. fans like, yay, it's great. But when they started playing games, that sort of mattered. They, the Flyers started the round robin in, as the fourth seed, and they could only go up. So when they beat Boston the first game four to one, I think a bunch of people were like, Ah, you know, it's it's a round robin game. Boston probably didn't play that hard. They weren't really trying. All this other stuff, and then the Caps game felt like more of a. There it was felt more like more of a playoff there. game. Yeah, yeah, there was more physicality there. There felt like there was something more to that. And uh, Elliot was the goalie for that game, and they did really well. And the Flyers. I thought it felt, I, I thought it felt like we did a really we played a really good so, game. Like, like we did. shot Caps. We, uh, you, you you take um, Ovechkin. Two shots in the entire game. That's it. Like you shut for the, the caps down essentially for, for for a good portion of that game. Like the, the the one goal on Elliot felt leaky because he hadn't seen a shot in ten minutes prior. Do Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, was it felt minute. like he. Yeah. Or, uh, it was I a long know. time. Yeah, I don't I don't know how long it was, but it's, it was. Uh, well, it was it was if, it was just too long. Shot. You know, I don't know. You get cold, right? You want to see sure. at least something weak come through. You want to you want to be on your toes. I'm not saying that a veteran goalie should be like that, but like it happens, right? Like you, it looked leaky, it looked weak because it really it was. But it, I mean, you can't blame the guy for having stood there for God knows how long and not really seen an actual shot for for minutes. Okay, it was right. I think middle the middle of the uh, third period. Yeah, and that was at a point where the Flyers were had a, had a had a fucking stranglehold on that game, and. I, you know, I'd love to see a shutout. I don't really, personally, I'd, I'd rather see a win uh, than a shutout any day of the week, just because it's a win. A shutout, it has no meaning to me. But, but I, to look at that score sheet and say, oh yeah, well, the Caps at least scored. Caps didn't score. You know, they really didn't score a goal. I mean, in my mind, I can't, I can't look at that goal and say it was a good goal. It was a bad, it was a shit goal. The Flyers you know. are the only team that didn't trail. Oh no, the Flyers is that is that what it was? I, I don't. Yeah, know. The they didn't trail, they didn't trail in any of their games. They didn't trail any in any of the game, and most of the other games were tight, back and had forth. The, had the highest goal differential. Yep, dude. And the Flyers just crushed it. They crushed it. There's no toys about it. They crushed it. They played at Tampa the last round robin game, and they crushed. They scored it eleven goals in three games, and the other team scored three. Yep. So the other part of that is <laughs> the other part of that is we had eleven power play opportunities and didn't take advantage oh, of yeah. one. And also we yeah. had ten previously before everything got shut down. So it's twenty one since since the start of everything, even after like since since the last time the, the Flyers yeah scored a power play goal before everything shut down yeah it's 21 21 power play opportunities and nothing's happened so something's got to change there because 
when you and Jim and I were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast, it was it's one of those things that like a truly great team is going to shit on you on the power play too. Like I I don't I, I love even strength goals and I love dominating large large swaths of of a game, but you're going to have very close games and if you can't take advantage of those opportunities, it is going to come back to bite you in the ass. You need you need to start burying power play goals. Totally and you, you're not gonna do every one. Again, you're not gonna you're not gonna bury everyone. I understand the statistics behind power play goals, but I'm saying you have to bury something sometime. You know? Yeah. So Yeah, that, that it, one in four, that or one in five, you know what I mean? Attempts that we you know, like I'd like to, I'd like to see that 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 statistic kind of come back. So I think that um, it, I would I would really like to see our power play re rejiggered, you know. Um, and I don't know I don't know how you do it because it seems like we've got all the right guys on the power play units that need to be on the power play units. It's just they're not. One they're of not the things I correctly. will I will say is I feel like there's a bit of bad luck. Several of the shots there have been lots of quality opportunities, and there were several that rang off posts or crossbars. That should have been goal. You know what I mean? Like, and you can say shoulda, coulda, woulda. I, I, I get that, but I, 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 I still feel like twenty-one is bad luck to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like, even, a, even a blind dog gets bone. You know, what I mean, every now and again, like that. This is like twenty-one is, is, is bad. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's something more than just bad play happening there. Like, you know, you're running into a hot goaltender. You're, you know, like you said, you're hitting a post. You're, I don't know. Uh, there are certain other things happening there, but I still think the things that we've seen from the power play a lot of times, not every time, because sometimes I still feel like I'm, I get frustrated watching it, but there are sometimes I watch it and I'm just like, how the fuck did they score? They had like four or five or six opportunities on that power play and just nothing went in. Like yeah. that's, that's frustrating. I'm looking at the, at the stats right now. Cause it's like, if you if you go to the Boston game, for example, uh, during the Boston game, whenever we were on the power play, um, Drew, Provorov, Voracek, uh, Kutz, and Konechny all had shots on goal. Um, but and did they have? Were, I'm not sure if they were high danger goal. They were not high danger chances for. But you know they still had they they had shots on goal, um, and five shots on goal in. It looks like we had two power plays in that game i mean that's not terrible yeah that's not terrible you mean you're only going to generate so many opportunities but again but even then it's still i I think that a lot of the power play philosophy comes from you know what i mean like like getting the goaltender to come across and Mm -hmm. i don't i feel like they try to make a a pass through defenders a lot of times like through the center ice yeah and it it doesn't always work and because i i I get frustrated with a clear attempt it's it's like that coast like that coast to coast yeah uh, instead of doing it instead of doing it through the defense in the back end they're doing it through the middle and it works sometimes but it hasn't worked lately they usually they give the puck to Giroux right on the left hand side normally Mm -hmm. and then Giroux usually looks for a pass either down low um or an outlet back to the defenseman, yeah. which is like their that's that's their setup. I go, see Jake make that pass across the ice so many fucking times. It drives me nuts because yeah. it, it's like I said, you see a stick in the in the way. It gets you know what I mean. It gets cleared, or you see something you know what I mean. Something dumb happen where it just 
it doesn't make its way across to Giroux or whoever else is in the middle. And it, again, it gets frustrating. I wonder how much how much of the struggles can be like tied to that pair of Giroux and Jake maybe not functioning at, at full capacity at this time. I, they shook like, it up towards the end of the... Because I saw a couple of other faces out there. Like, it was weird where you'd see Giroux out there and... Like Knack was out there. Like you don't Knack doesn't Knack was playing exceptionally well and had two goals in the last game. So good. But but you saw Knack out there and it was just a different look. It still didn't work out. But I I, I think that they're willing to to do something different. So I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they figure it out. I hope it's something that they worked on because they don't. It doesn't feel like they need to work on a whole lot right now. They need mm-hmm. to work on the power play. Because yep. that's, I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to get opportunities on somebody like say Carey Price, you're gonna get it on the power play. So, so actually, actually, you're right. They did switch it up. Um, Van Riemsdyk and Obe Kubel uh, were the two leaders for power play time uh, during the Lightning game. Right. Um, and then it was followed by Kevin Hayes, Couturier, Gossespierre, Provorov, uh, and then Konechny. Uh, and I can appreciate, I can appreciate the skill set that JVR brings to the ice on a power play. He's a big mm-hmm. body. He has soft hands. You put him in front of the net. Like He's that's that's yeah, exactly. Like that's his that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. Like I get putting him there. Like that's his job. And I have zero issues with it. But you need to have guys like Ghost say you know what I mean? Like Ghost specifically that has that shot from the point and it's it's directed towards a stick towards something you know what i mean for a deflection that's how nat got his first goal in you know what i mean in the lightning game was off off a ghost tip off of off, you know and, and it looked amazing and that's it was a beautiful goal and and that's and that's the kind of thing on a power play that i'd like to see more of and not that ivan Provorov can't can't run that and he does a really good job of of making clean passes and making smart plays but to have that threat in ghost from the top is something that i feel like has been missing and yeah. now that ghost is a little bit more back to normal and is feeling i don't know he looks and he looks like he looks like ghost from a few years ago he yeah looks so to see that and to see him wasn't weren't like weren't, weren't nice. most of his points before like in the year that he got norris uh candidate talk the majority of his points i feel like were on the power play like that's that's what he's always yeah. been good at it's where he's always excelled it's unfortunate that maybe we took him off the power play uh some of you know, some because- of it too is he he had all these little tricks that he had up his sleeves with like that how many times did he stop the line and spin stutter step or stutter step mm-hmm. to the right or stutter step to mm-hmm. the left and take a shot yeah, and, and he wasn't like losing momentum. Like that yeah, was and a I don't, big thing too. I don't want to say that other teams weren't watching tape on Ghost because eventually they were. They had to, but it's in play. It seemed to work so well that first season, and then everybody says, "Oh, the kid likes to come in, stutter step left, stutter step right, or he just flat spins." And then when it, when that stopped working, and I think they were getting the the play the power play they were trying to run was a little was weird, and. Yeah. It, the, the, it's it's the same problem I, that we talked. You guys just talked about, where it's it seems to be the same setup, like entry in the zone, Giroux to the to the center or Giroux to the to the point, and then a shot, or Jake passes it across no man's land to whoever's supposed to be in the front, and then everybody's just Jake, it doesn't feel like anybody's actually moving or there's any cycle to it. It's like you're mm. passing the puck around, but people aren't moving. It's They're like trying you to, to. You need to. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're trying to get like go from step one to step two, step three to goal. It needs to be more creative is the problem. Yep. You need to have skaters moving around to draw defensemen out and, and to move things, to confuse. I, I, I hate I hate like using shape analogies because they drive me nuts. But it's like you're a lot of times you, you have a, a box or, or, you know, the defense is, is trying to cover an area. They're not trying to cover a man. But if you can if you can move like if you can overload a side and I and I and I saw the lightning do this. All the time, even when they weren't on the power play, which which felt amazing to like watch because I was like, oh fuck, I finally get it. They overload a side and force a pat. Like they're so quick, they're able to overload a side and force a defenseman or force somebody to make a bad pass, right? Yep. And if you're able to do the same thing where you put a couple of guys over to one side, guess what? You're going to draw that shape and open that shape up, and and the other guys that are left have more space to, to do something with. Especially so, with the especially with the talent they have to move players that much, like because you have if you have Hayes on one side and connecting on the other side, you have to respect both of those players. Yeah, you can't you just go, oh well, it's, it's yeah. yeah, you have to respect both sides so they they can move it around well. It was uh, twenty. It was twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Uh, Gostas Bear was the lead uh, that year. Thirty three power play points. So um, among among, de- among defensemen, yeah. Um, out of all skaters, he was. But still, half he had sixty-five 10. points that year. Thirty-three are power play yeah. points. So that's where he should be. I mean, even if all of even if the only thing he's doing is providing a shot from the point, the rebounds that it's going to generate, or the or the or the tip attempts it's going to generate is just too important because you're not getting that from almost anybody else. Not in the same way. That ghost, I don't mean to cut you off. That ghost thing seems, because his even strength goals Mm -hmm. were six and his even strength points were 32. His power play goals were seven and his power play points were 33. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a fairly solid split. Yep. He's got those two game winning goals and both of them are fucking huge. Um, Listen, he, he, he did so much that season, and it was basically they were like, "Ah, just bring up the ghost kid, let him try it out," and then shoom, took, off. took off. And I think that's part. I think that's what part of the issue is too, where everybody was like, "I can't. Why isn't he doing like he did two years ago?" And they go, "Oh, well, his, his leg is fucked up." And then they go, "Oh, his knee is fucked up." Then his hip, and it's like, "Well, both of them are fucked up." Yeah. And I think he's got. I think they've sat him long enough that they were because they didn't need him to come back right away. Which I think's helped him out a bunch too. That they're like, hey, we have. He got, he got the reconditioning stint in the AHL too. You know, yep. like, yeah. I I think that he in interviews that I've read said that um, he had some kind of a knee problem. I don't know if it stemmed from the uh, ACL ACL cut that he had a few years ago uh, or not. But he had he had some kind of a knee issue. He went out with a surgery, um, and that. You know, he had said that he is feeling better than he has felt for years. And to me, you know, that indicates maybe he's still relatively young guy. He's 27, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, 27. 27. So, you know, he's still got, he's still got five, what, five years worth of uh, peak production left Hopefully. in him if he can stay healthy. For a defenseman, you'd hope, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, I think they, they, I hope that, Elaine Vigneault gives him a shot 
at the power play. I hope that he plays him more on that first unit, maybe rotate Provorov, because I don't know that Provorov is as, is as effective as Goss's is. He is very effective in some ways. It's yes. just that he doesn't provide that pop in terms of what the shot provides and as well as the... the I don't want to say like the, the creativity that you see. You, you'll see Ghost make a weird pass every now and again, and it catches people off guard. You know it's what di- I mean? It's, or, it's dynamic. You could call yeah. it maybe di- he's dynamic. It's, it's very dynamic in terms of what he provides. It's more unpredictable. Whereas you know Rav is going to shoot from the point, or you know he's going to pass to the very, very open man in his vision. He's going to do it very well, and it's going to be a perfect pass 99% of the time. I'm, I'm okay with that because not, that's not what he needs to do. Yeah, that's not what Provorov needs to do. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what Ghost provides to the to the to the power play, I think it's I more important to be creative. That's and just in those terms. Well, listen, if they can, if <laughs> I don't want to say if because it's basically a win when they when the Flyers get the power play working, it's that's what's going to push them over the the last hump because I don't think Claude Giroux got a goal. Right in the bubble, he had an assist. So if if they get Claude Giroux working, they get some of the other you know quote big name scorers working. Get JVR getting some of them pigeon goals. JVR, I don't think he's gonna do much. I don't. I think I like, JVR. I like JVR. JVR still got that pigeon in him. You know he does, and I think I think if they stick him like in on the power play in front of Price, he can be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> and I don't think he needs to do much. Like skating wise, because he doesn't have to play defense. He just has to, you know, pick up Stand garbage. There. Yeah. And I think that's a solid spot for him, but I'm not a fucking coach. They got they pay guys good money for that shit. They um, do. Three of them. And it's the Flyers could make a deep run. And it's if ever it's felt like the Flyers year, they shut everybody up going in the round robin. Like it, it, the ESPN, but they don't really count. A bunch of the um, a bunch of the reporters were like, "The Flyers, meh, maybe they'll win a game, probably not." And then there was there was one there was one sports writer for NHL out of everything out of, through, through ESPN through NHL like mm-hmm. uh, whatever. There was literally one writer out of I want to I want to say there were seven to ten from each site that put the Flyers first. Yep, and it and and it was and it was just like a watch. This is an underdog thing, but just watch out. Like he and he pointed out stuff like Carter Hart and you know Hart. the depth and, and the, the the things that people are talking about now. You're talking about the depth, like and and it just like you know what Kevin Hayes brings to the table, what Matt Niskan has brought to the table. You know what I mean for each you know the offense and defense respectively, and what the goaltending situation looks like. And they're just like, be surprised. And I. I, I, you know, all of us, you know, watching it and seeing it and living it, understand that this was reality, that this was a distinct reality. The Flyers were going to come in and just bulldoze everybody. But to say I'm not, like, a little surprised that they didn't put up more of a fight, I I just expect it to be, I expect the games to be a little closer, I guess. I yeah. I expect it to, I expect the end, like the last maybe 20, 30 minutes of the Lightning game is what I expected every single one of these games to be like. I think that we 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 are a really good team, and I think those are really good teams. But to see, even even the Lightning game was just one of the most insane. That first period is probably one of the most insane displays of pure dominance that I have hockey ever seen. Hockey wizardry, like hockey it was club do yes. ever. And and watching it from us, 
blew. I, I I'm still kind of in shock. Uh, Obey Kubel was insane in that period, and I, I don't know that I've ever seen a dominant Flyers team ever do that in in the ten years that I've been watching. Uh, I can't think of one. I've seen them beat up on teams like that, but it's it's always yeah, like Claude Drew. Claude Drew beat up on them. Yeah, I, maybe you could say like the two thousand the two thousand twelve team uh, was you know the the uh, the Penguins team, but I don't know that I don't know that we uh, controlled possession in that way. I don't know that we drove oh, plays. I don't know that I don't know that it was the same. That series was hot garbage. Like from a, from a possession because like the Flyers won that series. But mm-hmm. the Flyers really didn't play a whole period for every game during one of those games. They just, you know, fucked off. So what? And I mean, they, what other team? What other team could you point to within the last ten years that has ever done anything against a top team? I, I, I it's. I mean, I you could make the argument I, for the 2010 team with all the stuff they did. Okay, but sure. Yeah. As far as specific games, I'd have to research it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a. I don't remember half that shit. But. It's, it was a it's, long time ago. I, I, yeah, I yeah. remember it. It's it, ten it years ago. It, it doesn't happen to us often that we get to sit back and just beat the shit out of a top ranked team. They and do out of, out of out of the three other top ranked teams, not just yeah. yes one, <laughs> three. And I, there's there was all there was. Unfortunately, there's still talk of like, well, it was the round robin. They didn't want to. Stamkos didn't play in the last game. They you know they really don't want Boston. You know they're already in the playoffs. Why do they have to work hard? Cap, you know, it's it's the round robin's kind of it's kind of oh, wishy washy, but yeah, that's that's hockey. that's basically what I thought. I go, you know what, man, you lost. It happens. It's okay. The round robin really just figures out what seed you are. It ultimately didn't change anything as far as you being in or out of the playoffs. But well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow what teams. Uh, it's time to uh, sit down and shut the fuck up. Oh yeah. And so another another thing happened that we should talk about. That uh, Oscar Limblom thing. No, I mean no. He's he's gonna he's gonna come back to the bubble, which is great. He's in the bubble now, I believe. I think yeah, I think he's back. Is he? I he thought that he was Brynus. He was practicing with Brynus in 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 Sweden Sweet. and came back. Yeah. And now. Oh, he's he's in the bubble now though. I think certain. he's in quarantine to go into the bubble. Yeah, I want to say on Toronto, Friday. but he's like in Toronto. But yeah, he's got to be in quarantine before he's allowed into the bubble. Yep. And then uh, Coach Av said, if they make a deep run, like into September, which is like he might, they time, might need someone, and they he might would need be on the on the list. Bro, could you That'd imagine? Cool. I'm gonna cry so much. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we all would. We all would. He's gonna take their because they're gonna sit in there and they're gonna have them all the thing and. They're gonna like he's gonna be there, and you're gonna go. Oh my god, I can't believe it! It's a yeah. The thing is, is he's such he's such a good player too. He could be a legitimately great contribution to the team. I mean, he will be, I think. But like, I'm I'm excited to have him back. Right. Excited that he beat cancer. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see him play. (sighs) Cannot wait. So there's another thing we should talk about. (laughs) 
the Rangers wasting another first round draft pick? Oh yeah, I know. Well, a waste of a first round <laughs> draft pick on the Rangers. Yeah, that's to be uh, determined. On the, on, the, I'll give... on the first, on the first draft pick of the yeah. Of, I'll of, give you. Of... I'll give you that. That's to be determined technically. They haven't wasted they, we it yet, know, we, but we know that who they're going to pick. So. They're lined up. <laughs> can you waste just? Can you just imagine having? You you've literally added. You're gonna. <laughs> Rebuilding is hard for some for most teams, but apparently just not for Rangers. Not for the Rangers. Because you you're able to come out and add guys like Panarin in the offseason just for giggles. Um yeah, fuck. They like, did luck out they didn't luck out with the uh their uh the guy that they drafted to replace Hank though, right? What's that guy's name? Nope. No? They didn't luck out with him. He's not good. Uh, he's. I think. Well, I think the issue is you're comparing him to Lundqvist. Yeah, I think that's the issue. Like you look at it, and you go, um, 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 Igor uh, Sersterskin. I'm fucking his name up because I don't remember. It's not in front of me. Shesterkin. That sounds close. Um, they uh. He's he's been doing well. He's twenty four, twenty five, something like that. He's young, so he's got some he's got some good stuff going. I don't know. Capo between, Capo. Between Capo, Capo. Only, I know, but him. I'm saying, but I'm saying, like adding another Fucking player out of the piece. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Capo. Capo. <laughs> it's a, it's a good time. The Rangers should should have no problem. Aaron Kaku. Well, they, I mean, they did some, so they traded, they traded uh, for Adam Fox, right? Like they ended up with Adam Fox from, was it Carolina that they traded Adam Fox for? Um, they drafted Tony D'Angelo, who's a pain in the ass that everybody hates, but put up 53 points this year. So you're a pain in the ass. So that's why you put up with him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I was reading some, I, I guess some Rangers fans don't even like this guy. Uh, I have no idea why. Um, I've I've watched him for a few years. I thought he stood out in the um, in a couple of the exhibition games that they played, um, and I thought he was going to be a pretty decent player. It turns out he he may be. Um, I don't know why you would hate having that on your team. Maybe he's a defensive liability. You never. No know, idea because right? I don't watch the Rangers very much. Um, <laughs> I don't watch enough Rangers hockey to be like oh, this Rangers. Rangers. Uh, hockey to I mean, if uh, let's let's just say he's trash and do what we always do. He's trash. He's got, but he's got fifty three points. Uh, yeah, honestly, he's trash. He's on the Rangers. He's trash. Yep, trash. Just, just call story. Trash. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you know, you've got that guy. You've got Adam Fox. You've got Capo. Uh, Mika Zajinovic. Uh, who looks like he should be DJing at Burning Man and not fucking. He's playing. a vampire, actually. <laughs> Um, but he's he's still relatively young, right? He's twenty. He's twenty-seven. It's saying here uh, you got Panarin, you got Ryan Strom, um, you got a lot of pieces. Jacob Truba, uh, who was a pretty big uh, off-season acquisition for them, right? Yep. Um, kind of from was it the Jets? Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg. Oh yeah, or yeah. oh, the Wild. The Wild. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, it was the Jets. Yeah, it was the Jets. Yep. I don't know why I was thinking. <laughs> 
I thought that's what I was like when you said when you said wild. I'm like, did he? Now like, yeah, that's right. got, well, anyway. Back end, and they've got some really good front end. Like they've got potential. some great offensive talent to 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 rub in everyone's face right now. Yeah, and they're they're gonna they're they're basically going to take over. Like it's going to be for the next five or so years. We're gonna look really good. They're going to start looking good. The Devils are going to continue to be shit because the Devils can't fucking do anything with the I don't talent think so. they're giving. I think I think the Devils they need to figure out Blackburn because he's not the best goaltender. Their goaltending situation. If they figure out their goaltending oh, situation, like it's going to be a little dicey for everyone. It's going to be an issue. I think the teams the teams that are uptrending most are the Hurricanes and the. I think the probably the Rangers now because they have the first round pick. But you could make the real good case for the Devils once they get the goaltending straightened out. If if they get goaltending, yeah, because Washington Washington's sly. I don't want to say well, the Penguins are sliding. There's no toys about it. They're sliding. Um, I think the Penguins need a full on. We were talking about we were in the in the chat, right? We we're talking about. I think the Penguins need a full on rebuild. If I'm if I'm the Penguins GM, I'm getting Malkin to. You see what happens this year, right? Like, and you and you look at it and you say, what the hell happened? You, you know, you know what I mean? They don't have they don't have a back end. They don't have any defensive prospects. They've basically traded their future away for winning now, and it's done. They're out of gas. That this the team is going to be shit for the next five years uh, until unless some kind of miracle happens. Like yeah. they've got yeah. a decent goalie, but they don't have defensive prospects. They oh, don't yes. have any way to get. How do you get defensive prospects? Well, you Trade do what we players. did. And you fucking you fucking. Grab them for five ten years. years. Ten years of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now wait a minute. There was that really for like 2012. Was they were always like, ah, no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. You, you spend years grabbing them, or you trade for them, and who the fuck? Who? What do they have to trade for? They don't oh. have anything valuable on their team anymore. So you I mean, you start getting rid. You get rid of Malkin, who is definitely in decline. Uh, you keep Crosby to try to keep fans around, and you fucking you, you start drafting. I don't see Crosby going anywhere. I don't think. I don't think. I could see. Either. I could see Malcolm. I could see Malcolm going somewhere. Um, one, you don't pay Jake Gensel six million dollars, and you don't turn around and pay Patrick Hornquist five point three or Tanev five three point five or Zucker five point five or. You're gonna uh, eat some of them contracts at some yeah. point. Like that. That's the other problem. That's the other. That's the problem. Washington has. Washington has. Uh, Ovechkin, you're gonna pay him nine point five because he's fucking Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, Kuznetsov, you can make the case to pay him seven point five. Backstrom, you can make the case to pay nine point two. Do you need to pay Oshie five point seven? Mm. Do you need to pay five point one to Tom Wilson? Ah, Fuck, I don't think you don't. so. <laughs> oh, and then just give everybody no movement clause. Sure. Yeah. So those two teams are in the same. They're in the same boat. They're definitely on a downward trajectory. I, they're I gonna lose Holtby in the offseason yeah. because they can't pay for him. He, he, he might have had a down year, but they still can't pay for him. No, yeah. he made six point one this year because they lost Grubauer, right? Like fucking and Grubauer's tearing it. Like, Grubauer's the fucking face of the franchise in uh, was the Wild? Is it used with the Wild, right? Yeah, Ilya Ilya Samsonov is their backup. Yeah, but he hurt himself. He hurt himself on an ATV act. Then like just a few days ago, it's either <laughs> Phoenix Copley or Vita Venek. Venek, Venchek, I don't know. Two blokes. I don't know. I don't know if Samsonov's done, but like I was just, I was reading like he was injured. So I mean, Matt Murray and Jari are in a similar situation. What do you do with? Because Matt Murray is an RFA this year. Jari is an RFA this year. I think, I think one of those two guys go to Seattle. I think they're the. They're, yeah. 
They're they're the guys that go to Seattle. We were talking about that before you jumped on, uh, before the, we did the podcast. You could make the strong case that Lundquist is going to be dangled to go to Seattle. Yeah, but why why would you take him? Because you could compare him. You could compare him to Mark Andre Fleury going to the Knights. Yep. In and my mind, fucking and a new him. place with a bunch of young guys in front of him, and at least a half decent team of of pieces, parts just like the Knights were. You could have a very successful season and and a, and a very successful playoffs. Just like I don't, I don't think Lundquist is as washed up as people think. Um, just like what was that? You think it's bad teams in front of him? I don't know. I it, it's just it doesn't seem. Because Lundqvist still seems to be there, they just the the Rangers never quite. Get I feel like over you're going to see hump. a Rangers coaching change at some point too, if this, if things. some of the stuff doesn't start to pan out. Yeah, these so, are he, he's in a no move clause. I, I don't. I, yes, he'd have to, but they'd have but to protect might, him. But they could say they had. They'd have to protect him, but if he would have to waive his NMC to. He might, selected. and who knows? He might. He might just be done. There's a lot more that you could pilfer from the Rangers than than him, for sure. You know? But if you have two goalies who you're trying to phase in, and Lundqvist is looking to get out, you could make the case of like wave the clause. We'll, we'll expose you during the expansion. Odds are he's going to go, or they say, you know, we'll send you. They'll do like Vegas did. Pick Lundquist, and we'll give you a second round pick plus this other guy as compensation to pick Lundquist. He's so old. It's, it's, it's going to get crazy. And I don't. When is the uh, when is the expansion draft? Shit's going to get crazy. In September, right? Because that's when everything will be done. I don't know if they set a specific date yet. I mean, yeah, even I don't think so either. Flurry was he's thirty five now, so he uh, was June twenty twenty one. Flurry was 32 whenever they whenever they did that. I, I I think it's different circumstances. I think Hank is done. Probably. But well, at that point, at June 2021, Hank would be a free agent. Yep. Yeah, but he's also 38. Doesn't matter. 39 years old. Pay him. Pay him to be the backup and teach your uh, your young goalie how to be Henry yeah. Lundqvist. He's the king. He would be a draw. A coach. You bring him in as a coach. Why pay him anything? I don't think he'd be a coach. You can't. Just because he's a great player doesn't mean he's a great coach. Yeah. Don't believe so me. Look at the Flyers the last years. I think Hank's done. I think I think I think Hank might truly be done, but he's got one more year to either ride the pine pony or maybe uh poke the Rangers into letting him take a stab at uh running a cup. Yeah. I mean, you know? well they're they're probably I mean they 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 will probably shop him around next year. And and as long as he's willing to you know, wave the no movement clause, and there could be a contender that's a little, uh, a little light on the boards that might take him, like somebody that doesn't have the goalie depth to, or a goalie made of glass. You know, like we had eight goalies in one year. Hey. So maybe there's a, maybe there's a bubble. You're like in and out with your moving around so much. I don't know if you've knocked your shit loose or just overclouded your noise gate. We heard yeah. most of it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe he is the, uh, maybe he's the guy that we would have looked for a year ago before we had Carter Hart when we're going through eight different goalies. You know, 
I don't know. Well, Carter Hart for another sitting, team, not for us, but you know, for Carter another. I think you could bring him in as a as a service level backup to Hart if they don't sign Elliot. Like if 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 Brian well, Elliott. I'm not saying he's for us. He's not for us because no, we've got I'm, the goalie depth. We've got the goalie depth. We've got that. But if there's a team, yeah, if there's a team out there that exists that has a goalie issue like we did, we did a goalie carousel that could be a playoff team, uh, but may not be. Um, then I think that that's the team that he lands at. I, I think that that's the only that's the only ex, that's the only way he gets off the Rangers. That's what I was saying. If if let's say the Flyers were you know they didn't they have Carter Hart. And it's the same that it was the beginning of this year. It's where they needed a veteran guy. And if Hank's available and they're willing, he's willing to take a $1.2 million contract for a year to kick the tires on maybe, you know, teaching a younger kid and looking at the talent to build in towards the Stanley Cup, I think he would, I think he'd take the shot. But most likely he gets traded as a, at the trade deadline. Yeah. Or he rides down. He just rides down to Times Square with his glasses and doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Like, like the dude in uh, Stanley Kubrick movie, he just rides the bomb the whole way down. Uh, okay. You're moving, you're moving around too much to keep your uh, to keep your microphone working. We got anything else? Yeah, we got We got to let Matt go do his ADD stuff. He's really he's getting itchy. <laughs> no. Um, the only other Hockey things are the only other things are injuries. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing are injuries. Um, apparently, they're all undisclosed. Nobody says nothing. Raffles hurt. Don't know when. Jake is a game time decision for Monday or Monday for Wednesday. So minor injury. Mm-hmm. I still think it was fake. I think it was. I think he accidentally pressed the button just like Rast did and, and and ended up in protocol like an idiot. Oh, uh, maybe. But I still think that's what happened. It's what do you think? What do you mean? So apparently the NHL players are given an app every so every morning they check in essentially and say you know what I mean it's like do you feel like this do you feel like this how are you feeling any of this how do you, you know what I mean like anything do you have a headache blah 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 you know and if like you check yes to any of it you end up in protocol yep uh I think like Jake would be like the dumb guy that would wake up and be like yeah uh huh I have a headache yeah, like yeah, like yeah, you know especially <laughs> you, you know what I mean yeah like especially when it becomes like a routine thing like that where he's just like yes 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 fine yes play let's go yeah Jake seems and then, like that guy yeah, yeah he then, probably like, hates doing it already yeah so. but just didn't pay any attention to what he was doing because that's essentially what happened to Rask where it was like yeah I've got a cough and it's like oh, I shouldn't have said that like I don't have that kind of cough <laughs> like, yeah, not that one I coughed twice <laughs> like I like I, I had like I had like some like some like dry mouth like early in the morning or something and oh, I like coughed I like I had that later later this afternoon <sighs> yeah bro yeah, rough I was like Ugh. I was like fuck and then it, yeah. it wouldn't go away. I just had a sick one. And then all of a sudden, paranoia was like, "Hey, fuckhead, you're yeah. dying." I was like, you're oh, dying. No. Yeah, yeah. But that, but that whole thing, like I said, I think that if it's something that was out of AV's control, like completely, it was league oriented, and which would indicate that it was protocol. And I, and because they've already said a bajillion times, we haven't had any positive tests. I think it was a protocol thing, and they pulled him out. Yeah, for sure. So that's. That's my two cents about the situation. We'll never. Yeah, know the you got to be. You, you're, you're a hundred percent. I think you're a hundred percent right. I mean, just, just the logic of it checks out, right? Yep. Because, well, the same thing happened to Rask. Like, that's yep. the only reason I even like him saying this is because, like, Rask didn't show up and wasn't able to play that first game because 
something there was fucked or something was fucked. Well, and, and he he told everybody what happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. I He's like, up. yeah, I, I fucked up. Like, like and, but the thing about it is that's the NHL doing the right thing that we talked about before. They're yeah. doing it right. Like, even if it is a false positive, like you still got to pull them out. Yep, yeah, they jam like, the brakes in and go check this out. Fuck off. Like, yeah, I'd still rather lose Jake for a game. Than uh, like lose the playoffs because six of our players got sick. I mean, I really think I really think the 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 NHL is in the clear basically to finish this season. That's like, what the to, fuck to, they do to to do fingers it. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Yeah, if they're, but they're keeping, doing the right things. Yeah. yeah, if if they're doing it and keeping it as tight as they are, I think it's an easier. I think it's an easier an easier time. And it's ideally it should only get easier as the next. Four teams leave. Yep. Yep. There's less people and less chance. Or eight of, teams. Next eight yeah. teams. Less less chance of infection. Less chance of something everything. going wrong. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Well, and guys also get more focused. Do you know what I mean? They're going to be spending their less time doing anything else other than focusing on hockey and recuperating. Maybe. Or they get they start going stir crazy because you know Sean Couturier has a, a new baby at home and. Claude Drew has a new baby at home, and James Van Rijek has a new baby at home, and Moose has 16 kids plus Carter Hart. You know, maybe, maybe they just they start to get antsy. I don't know. I don't know if you could keep plenty of FaceTime. Just let him. Just let him. You know, it's way different though, bud. It's way different. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty different. It's it is. I completely understand. I I but get it. Hockey's hockey's back. And not only is it back, it's working. They've did seven thousand two hundred and fifty some odd tests, zero positive. Um, Flyers home ice advantage begins Wednesday, uh, August twelfth at eight p.m. on NBCSP, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Or Hopefully for mean the rest of us, NBC Sports. It better mean we Network. get JJ because I cannot. It better. It better be JJ. Or if if anything, I'll take. I will take Bill Clement. Um, I'll take Doc. Or Doc. I like Doc uh, personally. Uh, I just don't. I don't want anybody else. I'll take hate. Doc. I, I, Doc he, does he, so weird, but I love I love weird calls from Doc. I he was do. the guy. He was the guy for so long in Philadelphia, which I don't understand. Like he's he's a guy. Like he's one of the guys in from the announce team for Philly. And I think because he's national now, people go like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa Doc." So um, so from that angle, we're going to get a uh, Milbury, Ronick, and Pierre behind the glass between. The yeah, we wait for taking up Ronick's corpse. Uh, <laughs> so let's get him you out know what? there. That's that's one thing that actually confused me too, because they talked about so much about not having all these guys, you know, accessible to the players, and then Bush is between the glass, like legit between the glass. Yeah, but there's actual glass, like yeah, he's yeah, in a box. box. He's basically in a box. Yeah, but it's just so weird that they. It seems like, it, well, that this this also talks about how good the NHL is is keeping other stuff. It seems risky mm-hmm. to have him right there for no reason. He doesn't need to be there. I mean, it just doesn't make sense why they wouldn't have just stuck him in the bubble. I don't know. He's in there. Do you know so. what I mean? Like stuck him in the stuck him in the fucking bubble and said quarantine I mean, and we'll. Is it like maybe they can't they can't enforce outside contracts on probably, people that don't work? Probably, you know. But they could also no, just say like, if they you shut, want they to shut, be here to do this, they shut that shit down with the reporters. Yeah, they shut it down. They were like, "No, you. This is the way it is. If you don't like it, oh well." Yeah, they shut so, that shit down. I I could see them not wanting to, you know what I mean, because it's not the same as the NHL. Like NBC is not the NHL, right? And these are NBC's reporters. 
So I could see it being different or them not being technically allowed in the bubble, which is why the glass is there and other stuff. But I still don't understand why NBC or Sportsnet or anybody else wouldn't have come and said, hey, we want to try to put these people in the bubble. You know what I mean? This is the best way that we're going to have the best I, content. I want to say there are. I want to say there's a group of them that are in the bubble. Right. But they really, the, the, like we've, we've said a hundred times with Jack and off Gary Bettman this episode, um, they did it right. And they're strict and they're not bending. Because big name like reporters were like, we want in. And they were like, nah, fuck nope. you. Nope, off, get off. It's this, off don't deck. like it? Yeah, don't like it? Oh, well, retire. The Bob father was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> also, also, wait, breaking news. The Bob father's retired. Yeah, he's, Might want to fill people uh, in on who the Bob father is. Bob, Bob McKenzie, our lord and savior of <laughs> hockey news, has decided that he is done. And uh, with all due respect, uh, we love the man and, and we wish him well because he deserves all of the retirement that he wants. So. I bet that he was just sick of wasting it. Cause if you follow him on Twitter every summer, he just, he stops on Twitter for like a month and it's just Margarita Bob. Yeah. And I'm I'm too old for this shit. It's in the middle of my Margarita Bob summer. I'm done. Yeah. The so... thing is, I think he's, I, th- I don't think he's all the way out the door. I think he's got a foot out the door and I think he's closing it behind him. But I think, but he, he wants to. He still wants to be involved. He just yeah, wants think, to be. I less. think he'll he get itchy. I think he'll get itchy. He will, and he'll still be he, doing some stuff. He yeah, wants he to does do a have podcast. He, and he wants to do, to do like something. yeah, like he he has a podcast and he has other things he wants to do. But he wants to focus on that stuff instead of having to chase down every fucking lead or like overanalyze every trade. You know, I don't know. Be like, the guy that announces every single fucking like be the first yeah. guy to be tweeting out every fucking thing that happens. Yeah, he's right. he's yeah. still going to be involved. He's just not going to. It's not going to let the bleeding edge. Yeah, fucking other guy drawing a blank on his name. It's a verified guy. Friedman. The the verified guy. Which one was that? I don't remember. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We'll learn a new name eventually. But for now, the Bob Father has a has a place of of reverence in all of our all of our our dealings. He's there. Everybody's excited. Can't can't go wrong with the Bob Father. I think that's it. I think that I think we got all of it. Did we talk about the the weirdness of the of the draft? Fuck you! We're not talking about this conspiracy shit. So listen. Uh, okay, why are you going to do the conspiracy? No, you, here's, you don't here's the thing. You here's, just here's, it up. here's here's the quick thing about the draft, which is going to turn into a forty five minute discussion. I noticed. So the NHL managed to fuck up the the uh, oh first overall pick because they let bubble teams be in the running to have a number one pick, which is kind of fucked. It's, it's kind not, of okay. Stop. It's not it's, fucked because it weren't the playoffs. They weren't the playoffs. It, it these, wasn't these the playoffs. Nope. They weren't the playoffs. It wasn't the playoffs. You can't. You can't argue with me. That wasn't the playoffs. It was a play-in. It wasn't the playoffs. Otherwise, it would have called the playoffs. Because there were playoffs. They counted. They weren't part of the playoff team. There wasn't one of the sixteen playoff teams. It's always part of the Stanley Cups. It was not the playoffs. End of story. There's zero. You cannot persuade me otherwise. It was not the playoffs. There was a play-in. Hold up. Hold up. I, I'm okay. playing this specifically to, to rile up Matt. <laughs> so the, it was, the, but it was, it was the playoffs. It was okay. It was again. Playoffs. It really would you define playoffs. playoffs for me? How many teams are in the playoffs, Matt? Twenty-two. How many uh, teams six, are in the playoffs? Sixteen. 16. How many teams were in the play-in? There were Eight. a lot more than. 16. You just admitted there was a play-in. Stop it. 
so anyway, the, the biggest, the biggest issue. Here's, 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 here's a counter to that. The biggest argument? issue, the biggest issue is Soph was right. It's black and white, flat out. It wasn't the playoffs. They're eligible to to win. To when, be, when you to click, win. when you game type, game type, 19, uh, 2019, 2020, game type, playoffs. Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to? So are they going to? They they're going to they're gonna go into the database. They're going to create a new data type to put in there to say yeah. this is a play-in game. Yeah, no, they they're should. not going to do that because it's going to fuck they up every, should. every other should. thing. Because the fucking play- the fucking Penguins shouldn't be in the playoffs. They shouldn't have gotten any playoff points. They shouldn't get any fucking playoff credit if this is if this is the way that it was going to it was going to happen. If these fucking bubble teams were not part of the playoffs, they shouldn't. Their points so, shouldn't count. So where's your asterisk? Where's your asterisk then? You want to talk about there being an asterisk? I want an asterisk for this. Okay. This, this is an asterisk. Then you're, then you're putting an asterisk on the Stanley Cup. That's what I'm trying I'm to avoid. Yes, you you just said <laughs> yes, you are. I said <laughs> putting no, asterisk. No, no, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if there's if <laughs> we're proving each other's points by making by saying something else. So if there's no asterisk on the Stanley Cup. Meaning that the Stanley Cup playoffs doesn't have an asterisk. Meaning that the round robin, the the, um, the play-in, shouldn't have an asterisk. Meaning it shouldn't be part of the playoffs. And you said no, it should have an asterisk, which means it shouldn't be in the playoffs because it's not part of the playoffs because there's no asterisk. Asterisks. Yeah. The playoffs are sixteen teams. Playoffs are sixteen teams. Basically, to there's the big outrage was that the bubble team shouldn't have had the option to. To, to play for first or to, to have a first round draft pick. I think no. it's fucked up. I think if, if you were, if I was going to run it, I'd say maybe the bubble teams get a crack at uh, fourth. Cause you have Detroit who had the worst team in like a hundred years. There's here's the other, here's the other part of that. Okay. Statistically, sure. right. Those teams had an opportunity to win. Right. Oh, for sure. What ha- what happened was the larger portion of the statistics didn't work out, and they had to do this essentially yep. because, again, those teams always had a chance. Yep. I it's think it was up. most fair because you had teams that were on the bubble that weren't. You know I mean, you had teams like the Penguins that shouldn't have been in the running for it. I agree with that. I I, I don't know. I think it's hard, but if you're not actually in the playoffs, right, because you didn't manage to make your way through the play-in. Then you know you have a shortened portion of the season. You have blah blah blah. All this other, ha- I mean, you could say it was condensed. I don't know. All I'm saying is you're not actually in the playoffs. You had a shot at the first round draft pick. The only thing yeah. that which we've discussed before was what I, the what I don't like is that a team can pick you know first overall. Oh no, that was, I'm thinking the. I'm sorry, the Devils were the first overall, right? Not the Rangers. Rangers were second, right? Or I fucked this up. I'm looking it up now. The Devils picked first, so my point is not valid. But let's say the Devils... The only thing that makes that I wish they would change is for a first overall pick, if, let's say, the, the Rangers picked first last year, they shouldn't be able to pick first again this next year. Oh, they for should sure. No higher there, there should be a, but that's well, not what happened. Sti- there should be a statistical like hit. Like you should, you should, your likelihood of being able to get a first overall pick should go down exponentially after having gotten that's first that's the too previous complicated. year yeah. yeah that's too complicated the easiest way to do it is oh the rangers are picking first you know if they they picked first last year they're going to pick first again this year they go no 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 you can pick uh no higher than fourth so you go from wherever you were to fourth it's, it's fine that's fine as long as as long as you don't end up with what happened with the oilers over the past 10 years right yeah so it's yeah, agreed 
I done goofed. I thought the Rangers picked Kako first, but I remember there's this guy named Jack Hughes, but he plays for the Devils, so nobody really gives a shit. Remember Jack Hughes? Remember how excited he was? And Too small. Jersey. Hopefully he put some weight on. So. Too small. Anyway, I know. I'm no shit. I mean, that was one of the... Okay, guy, we're not going to get into another discussion about this stuff. I don't want to... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Not I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to dig into everybody's skin. I just... The playoffs are... Again, I want there not to be an asterisk. You, and, want, the, and you, want, a pure, you want a purity to the playoffs. Yeah, well, I want 16 teams to be a playoff. And I understand that the, the reason for the play-in was because of the shortened season and to give as many teams an opportunity to make the playoffs as yep. they could, which I get. But it did have an effect on the draft. I feel bad. But at the same rate, you know, if the first round, if the first pick was awarded, you know, six weeks ago, this wouldn't, this wouldn't have been an issue. I th- yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. I think what happened, I think what the issue was, it felt slimy. That they were like a a bubble team, a playoff team was potentially making was picking first, right? But but sixteen team, like I said, but you have but it's, yeah, it wasn't. Teams it's not, every it's year that, that had yeah, it's just frustrating. I it get just it. felt it felt yucky. Yeah, it was probably uh, it was it was probably the owners that decided this. Like you know, because there, I, there I would truly, be, as an owner, there's more of a statistical chance. Uh, you know, you have a larger number of people that want to have that first overall, so they came up with this format probably in part because. Of the players, I, would, I mean, I I, would, I do believe that they had balls that were listed in there for a bubble team, and whatever the bubble teams that weren't going to make it, they were going to redraw. That's that's what happened. Um, yeah. it just it, the math I think was slid a little bit, but it's not as it's really not as bad as everybody's. I mean, it didn't turn out. It didn't turn out awful. If if the Oilers, the Pens, uh, like some other team that didn't deserve to get a first overall would have got a first overall. I think it would have been really. But it, you know, the Rangers are rebuilding. They kind of fuck up with their draft picks um, and their, uh, you know, uh, their prospects anyway. So it's not anything to worry about. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. But the, the, the one, th- oh, okay, I'll bring up a conspiracy. They definitely did drop that ball. Yep. The guy had the guy had one job. The guy had one yeah. job, and it was three steps. It was I think pull the ball out of the case, show it to Gary Bettman, drop it in the tube. And he think, couldn't do it. He couldn't do those three things. And in, in, in I think order. he was one, trying to. I watched. I rewatched it. I think what he was trying. I think he kind of brain farted and was going to like sit it on top of the tube and then let it go. I think he was. I think what he was trying to do was exp, uh, like speed it up because the NHL is really good at dragging shit out. I think what he was trying to do was take the ball, hold it over the tube, and when they they show them and then drop it so he could. But grab they're the still next talking, ball. and they're still talking, and then it just kind of like yes. slips. I don't want to say slips yeah, out of his th- hand. But I think what happens. What, yeah, when he went to go do it, he basically. Misjudged the distance and bump and popped it in there and he went ah fuck. At least they had the common sense to have those little tube thing, like the little slides on the side, so he could pick the ball back up. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Because if he had no way of getting that ball out, it would have been people would have would've been had, really bad. They would have had to redo it. <laughs> they would have had to redo it. 100%. They would have cut it. He'd have been he'd have been shot. Yeah. So again. It's just the most unfortunate circumstance because it had to be that ball that he fucked up on that got drawn. But yeah, it's, that's the problem with it. I love I love the look on this guy's face when he does it too. Yeah, like, I don't know, like you can he visibly grimaces. <laughs> uh, he just like looks down. He's just like, I'll go grab it real quick. 
and his he's just eye, like, his eyes I know. Ulcer, like, oh, but you can wow. basically, it's you can see that he's trying. Like, it looks like he's going to set it and hold it just above it. Yeah, it and, just fell out of his hand, kind of. And like he's, it, he's, just... it looks like he's getting ready to push down on top of the tube to hold it, and it just fell. It just kind of like comes out of his hand. Yeah, we know. You know I, why it comes out of his hand. Because it was lighter than the other balls. Because it was destined. It's a ping pong ball. It's like because it was rigged. Because it was rigged. I yeah. Anyway, so Matt Angle. It never had anything to do with the flyer, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah. What kind of what kind of what, what else you got going on for your for your life? Um, I've been doing programming shit, so not not really anything pertains. Uh, spreading the love of. Any particular product or service. So, just uh, let's go, Flyers! I'm really excited to see us play playoff hockey, and I cannot wait for Wednesday. That's it. Classic. Soffel. Hi. 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 Yeah. Thanks, like, bud. Hey, I we've like, only been doing like, the podcast for about an hour and a half. I like. I like check. turtles. An hour twenty-four. Um, I like turtles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, went hiking and stuff last weekend. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we went out. We went. We, we rented a cabin and uh, went hiking, and it was really it was really really nice. So if you ever get to go hiking or camping or do any of the stuff in the Blue Ridge Mountains, North Georgia, it is hick and redneck and southern as fuck. Right, yep. like, don't interact with anybody. Like, don't. Like, yeah, don't but spend some time in the woods and have a nice time. <laughs> don't talk to the locals. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't bother. Burrell's out there. He's like, Fuck, yeah. Burrell's Bur- 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 isn't dead. I'm just letting you know. Like, his corpse is out there. Like, like, it just wandering around. Yeah, it's not good. But in the daylight, if you, if you, if you find a good place to go hiking, it is some beautiful country. So I'll, I'll tell you a short, short story. One of the roughest, and parts that's all the time about, we have today. Ah, damn it! Yeah, one of the one of the roughest parts about going up there was um, Megan. Megan found this and decided to book it, and you know, like I kind of let her take the lead on it, and it's fine. And uh, so we're in the we're in a national forest. We're in we're in a Blue Ridge National Forest, right? And um, she doesn't realize all the roads are dirt roads, and some of the dirt roads oh, no. are are not for cars. Yeah, they're basically just uh, they're. Tire They're, yeah, at at best, at like like we take the car up and we get we turn on this dirt road. And I'm like, all right, it's a dirt road. Like this ain't so bad. And uh, we start getting up and up and up. And like the longer you go, the worse the roads get because they they, you know, are in worse shape. Like it's just the reality of it. Like they're they are uh, like like service roads for park rangers like that's all they're for like they don't really expect anybody else to be using them and these trailheads are out there in the remote so when she looked this stuff up she had no idea that this was you know what i mean not paved not maintained very well or anything like that so we like start like driving and we're on dirt road for like 40 minutes and we keep going and going and going and we come to a place where there's it's just gouged out there's there's a there is a like a two foot two and a half foot deep puddle oh nice and I, I there's i can't get around it like it's one side is straight up rocks and the other side is like straight down rocks and i'm like i, I can't you know what i mean like i i can't fill the hole with enough rocks <laughs> you know what i mean to drive over it 
like I'm scared if we keep yeah. going, all I'm gonna it's do is find and, and like so we're in a part we're at a part and you know here where we're like two miles in the trailhead. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stop. I'll park the car. She's like crying. She's like, We're not gonna go to hiking. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna figure this out. We're like two miles in the trailhead and Should we bleep that out? Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> so it's like two miles from the trailhead, and I'm like, we're gonna park the car here. Nothing is gonna happen in the car because we're gonna be out off the road enough. Like, because there was a little section I could turn around. And I was like, if we back up and right there, this nook off the road, you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be fine. Nobody's gonna fuck with the car. You know, like nothing's gonna happen. Like, it's fine. So it just it the hike was gonna be kind of long anyway. The hike was always gonna be like nine miles, and it was not like a. She she looked it up. It was like a moderate trail. It was not a moderate trail. Like again, those Georgia, those Georgia mountains. No, no, no. It's it's a moderate trail for somebody who enjoys hiking, not somebody who decided to go. It is a moderate trail for somebody that's okay with going over top of logs and under stuff and over streams that aren't. You know what I mean? Like you you have to be prepared for hiking. Yeah. Not this isn't this isn't a walk to the park. It is yeah. hiking. You you so she you she thought of it as a walk in the woods. And yeah, the trail said. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like no, you got it boots, was right? Because if not, fuck. You. Yeah, it was a beautiful hike. Don't get me wrong. I I really enjoyed myself. She enjoyed herself. The dog enjoyed herself. Until we get back, and then we, you know, we get to the top of the trailhead, and we're like, oh, we're like done. I'm like, nah. Remember, we have to hike two miles back on this yeah. road. The road is actually rougher than the path was most of the time. <laughs> nice. Because it's it's covered in rocks and all this other. Shit. You know what I mean? It's like I almost rolled my ankle more times on the road than I did on the trail. So, you know, it's like we've got. And it's uphill half the way and downhill the other half. So it's like you're hiking a mile straight up the hill. It's yep. it's it's because it's a road. It's more the the great. It's graded higher than what you'd normally encounter on a trail. So you're walking straight uphill for a mile. It levels out and you walk straight downhill for another mile. And it's taxing. You know, it's it's when you when you're first getting into it, doing it for the first mile or two. You know what I mean? And and, and she's frustrated. We're talking about stuff like. You don't really think about it, and then you get done, and you're you know you just essentially you know hiked eleven miles through some rough shit, and you're like, I've got two miles to get back to the fucking car. Like we're almost out of water. The dog is tired. She's tired. It's hot. You know what I mean? It's like you're miserable, and it ends up being like I said, thirteen almost fourteen miles for the whole thing. And it was just it was rough. Those last two miles were rough. And I get back to the car, and the worst part about the whole thing that I feel so bad about this, I had no idea. I picked the dog up to put her in the back of the car and I realized her, her pads were all tore up uh, from the walk yeah. from the walk. And she was a trooper and she didn't really show it. If I hadn't have like picked her up and put her on a towel, like I would have had no idea. Right. And like, so I, I feel so bad. Like the whole thing was just a fucking debacle. Great hike. Had a really great time. Really nice watering. Like, you know what I mean? Waterfalls at the end of it. But like, I can't ever do that to the dog again. <laughs> I mean, it was just a debacle. <laughs> I mean, thing. they make they make like a bomb for it. You can buy. I mm-hmm. uh, oh, and and we we took care of. Her. I mean, we've got yeah. stuff like, um, a lot of it actually. It was it was nice because, um, once we got home, it, a lot of it had dried up. Like we we cleaned everything out real well, but a lot of them had dried up, and they like it, it's essentially kind of like a big, I don't know. It's like when you get a blister, right, and the, the skin yep. kind of like it's hard. You just kind of clip it off with some some toenail clippers, and that's kind of what we did. We we clipped it off, and we made sure that we we put some of that balm stuff you're talking about like on her pads. And she's and fine. She's walking around, and everything's fine. But it was again, it was it was frustrating. So so yeah, 
So that was my weekend. I had a really great time otherwise, but I felt so bad for the dog. <laughs> Actually, I think they make like a cream specifically for dogs. That's the one that's like the like people. Generic one. Yeah. It's the people one, but they make yeah. one for dogs. But yeah, um, but yeah, I just, it was, it was, but again, I had a great time. It's just, I felt so bad for the dog. Hike was nice, all this other stuff. But yeah, if you can help it, make sure if you do go hiking somewhere in North Georgia that you have uh, a truck. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> end of story. Yeah, he, he had a much better camping experience than I had. I decided that we were going to go camping and we get all the way to the camp. Well, it, it's been planned out for a while. They've actually been working on it pre-COVID and we get there and there's no masks whatsoever. It's a complete shit show. And I spent more time driving than I did at the campground. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want the kid to get sick. This is not worth my fucking trouble. You know, ate it, ate some dollars and was like, fuck it. Fuck this. Just, We're not just doing fuck it. Fuck it. It's not, it's not worth that it. That was one of the things about when we rented the cabin. Like, we didn't want to be around anybody else. So it was like, it was just yeah, if, rent I a was, cabin, that's what it was. You know what I mean? There was nobody else around. So I was under the impression that it was going to be half capacity. That's why it, it was so hard to book the. And it, like, was not. It. And it wasn't. It was hard to book because it was fucking stuffed. Yeah. Stuffed full of people. And that, and that was also the part about like hiking in a little bit more remote portion of Georgia. It was like, yeah, there's going to be some people. You're always going to run into some people hiking. Yeah, but you know even, what I mean? Even if, you're, even if you're hiking and for the, the 45 seconds when you go, oh, there's two people oh, hey, on the trail, you hello, put the mask yeah. on real quick, walk past, and then just keep on keeping on. You know, nobody yeah. has any fucking problems. But Zero issues. We had zero stuffed. issues with that. But it's like, stuffed. but again, the entire time we were out there hiking or doing anything, uh, we, we saw a dozen people over the course of two days. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's... That's not an issue. Nope, but what you're talking about with the campground sounded miserable. I'm sorry you had to experience it, yeah, that. It is, it is what it is. We're, I'm, it looks like a very nice place. I'm going to go back next year as long as it's... But just not right now. Shit's not on fire. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, I ain't got much doing. Um, I had a vacation and it, uh, I spent it at home doing nothing because it's hot and we were all pretty bummed out and I was everybody's paranoid because we went and we're like, oh, we might have caught the COVID and we mellowed out for a few days and everything balanced out. Nobody's dying. But all is well. All is well. Um, just doing some D and D stuff. Painted some of those those figures, and I got I got a secret project I'm working on. Those and... figures you paint are super nice, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's fucking hard. Super secret. <laughs> super there's, there's, secret. There's, there's there's a secret project that I'm working on. I'm just waiting for one more thing to arrive. Oh, and that'll that'll get going. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Watch the Flyers come uh, Wednesday, August twelfth, and uh, remember, kids, should we stick with wash your hands? Yeah, fuck it. We're still trying to tell people wash your hands. There's four million cases. Everybody's dying. Remember, kids, yeah. wash your fucking hands for twenty seconds at least. <laughs>